0: Welcome to the Radical Self Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdemore, the Mojo Maker, and this is your ultimate destination for candid, essential, inspiring advice to get you in the driver's seat of life. Discover exclusive leadership insights, plus proven practical tools and techniques to activate true conscious decision making for extraordinary results. Reignite your vision, harness effortless energy as we guide you to truly be the CEO of your life as well as your business. For absolute sustainable success. Welcome to Radical Self Belief, the Mojo Maker Show. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdemore, and we're here for episode 157. I never would have thought I would be saying that, but I'm recording this on the weekend. It's just been the craziest, craziest week in Australia. We've had earthquakes riots. Oh, I mean, so much going on. I don't think anyone uh, can be blamed at the moment for feeling like their whole entire world has been completely pulled upside down. And uh, as James Bond says, shaken, not stirred. And certainly there's been a lot of stirring the last couple of years with everything going on in our world. But now I really feel that everyone is feeling like their whole foundations of their decision-making, of their lives, of the world, of their safety, of their health, of their family, everything has been shaken up and it's creating a lot of unrest. So if you're listening to this show, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, You'll find the video for this on Vitality Coach TV or Nikki Fogden-Moore on YouTube. And also, of course, this podcast episode will go out. It's the new yellow album cover. Um, When we transferred to the new site, formerly it was the Mojo Maker Podcast, and now it's Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker Podcast. And for some reason, we have a whole entire new show, but all the episodes are still there, but you have to come and subscribe. On iTunes, on um, Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, on Audible, and all those things, and on Spotify, look for the yellow album cover, um, Radical Self Belief, the Mojo Maker Podcast. And once again, welcome. So if you haven't already listened to the show, well, how fabulous is it that you're tuning in for the very first time? lucky me. And I hope at the end of this episode, you're going to say lucky you. And for those of you that have been long term subscribers of mine, listeners, followers, and my cheerleaders, and also just what a tribe do we have it is incredible. I really think you'll like today's episode and thank you for pushing me to step up uh, to be more of myself on the show and to practice what I preach in terms of putting these messages out there. I think I've always, you know, used the old adage that I loved my private coaching and that's a really beautiful safe sacred place especially dealing with leaders with such responsibility. Uh, and the world's currency in their hand too. But now uh, there's nowhere to hide. And I want to bring out this absolute best intention to make sure that anyone listening, anyone watching has all the tools that you can to actually get out of chaos, out of overwhelm, out of self-destruction, out of programming that keeps you stuck. And truly right now into a moment of radical self-belief and have been in the driver's seat. And I will add, that does not diminish the trauma, um, the, the areas that you've gone through, the experiences that we've had to learn in our life and had to overcome. But I think, you know, I really operate in the quantum spaces. We have to make a decision of how much we want sadness, suffering, pain, and everything to be a constant state of being. And my whole mission is to move us through that, where you can actually be educated, informed, and connected to your best self across all areas, not just work, not just relationships, not just health, not just finance, but actually we need everyone in our society to be strong pieces of their own individual puzzle, then we have a greater community together. I know that you're going to like today's uh, show title. It's from the Nictionary, which is my own quotes. I often make up these quotes and wordisms, as my clients say. And this one is about shouldatives. Why a shouldative is like an additive. It's really bad for you. And maybe swap it for a curative. So what on earth is she talking about? You're probably wondering, who is this Nikki Fogg-Demore talking about a shouldative as if it's an additive? Well, let me tell you one thing. When you start to become educated around flow and conscious decision-making and the dynamics of quantum physics, of true manifestation, of understanding our ability to actually never have to use force, coercion, manipulation, salesmanship you know, blame, shame, and guilt as ways to flow through and transact in this world. When we can replace that old programming with the understanding that when you're in a true state of consciousness, when you're in true alignment, when your 27 paper dollars have come together, then you understand that all the shouldatives, all the programming, all the rules of engagement, all the things that have kept you operating in a construct in the system When you understand that those things are actually not serving you, you have the ability to just gently look around the corner of the box and to go, I'm going to do things differently this time. And that level of awareness, that level of accountability, that next level of action on how do you do this is what I want to talk about today. And a little plug as well, it's September 2021. Whenever you're listening to this, it's going to be timeless, so don't worry. But the most important thing for me is radical self-belief. I'm very proud of all my books. I've written three books to date, one more in the works at the moment. But this book, I'm especially proud of because it is really full of the models, the worksheets, the how-to. It's a doing book to get you out of chaos and into calm. It's a doing book for sustainable success. I really, I guess, to be perfectly honest, wrote it for blokes because I work 80% uh, in my private coaching with male leaders and I like... The simplicity, the tenacity, the directness, and the kind of the tool set that creates real change when you start to apply tactics rather than just staying in your head all the time and over intellectualizing things. This is a very tactical toolbook for overcoming overwhelm, which is an epidemic in our society. And not only is overwhelm now like the diet industry, where it's a source of billions of dollars of semantic solutions you know, fixing the problem of stress. Whereas I'm trying to get right to the heart of the problem, which is we actually need to break up with overwhelm for good. We actually need to empower our, our children, ourselves, our, you know, our entire population to make informed decisions and realize that there's another way to approach things. And that is not by blame game, sh- uh, guilt and suffering, But actually, by having a checkpoint that embraces all areas of life. So, no matter what is going on around you at the moment, um, you know, we've all gone through enormous things in the past couple of years with family and everything else. No matter what is going on around you, you must realize that there is a greater energy at play, a greater force at play, a greater ability in a neuroplasticity manner, neuroscience for your brain, your body, your. Cellular system to react in a more flow state to the chaos that is around you. And one of those little tips that I've got uh, is just part of the book, Radical Self Belief. Uh, We all understand mindfulness, right? We all understand what we should be doing, but it's more about what we could do or the infinite possibilities or the ability to pivot, to change our coordinates and take responsibility to go, well, I don't know exactly what the outcome is, but I'm going to choose to have more faith than fear. And I'm going to choose to replace fear with curiosity. So today I want to talk to you, I always break it down in three segments. So if you've only got this amount of time with me, um, I'm going to make it a short podcast um, because there's much more about it. But I want to talk to you, why is a shouldative an additive? Why is that bad for you? Additives are bad for you, right? Like sugar and sweeteners and coloring and everything else they distort your molecular system. So, you know, that's why kids get hyperactive after red food diet. I mean it's terrible. We get hyperactive mentally with all the rules engaged in us to prevent pain, blame, shame, guilt, gaslighting. I mean we've just grown up in a paradigm where we're avoiding judgment. I should have done this or they should have done that. So we've got judgment and expectations. Now when you Move into psychology, when you move into the art of neuroscience, when you move into triggers and programming, you understand that just like lighting a match, you need a surface to create a flame. So if you take a surface away uh, from a situation, a trigger, a moment, a person, a thing, then there's no flame that can be created. There's no inflammation, right? So when we put a shouldative or an expectation onto ourselves, Or a project or someone else, we create a surface that can strike a flame, that can create an inflamed projection that something has to turn out a certain way. Now, the moment we do that, the moment we have an idea and an expectation, we've got friction. And that creates your your fire, your spot fire. But if you took away the tips, or if you took away the expectations out of your language, if you took away The programming that projects an outcome based on something that you are not in control of, let's just repeat that, an outcome based on something that you are not in control of. And when we're in survival mode, we're often not in control of how we react because we're so overwhelmed that we're not making conscious decisions. When we put expectation about love or project development or a relationship or a business partnership. And we look at that other person and we think to ourselves, they should be doing this. We've created a surface that is a potential friction to our ideal and what that outcome is going to be. So I should have done that course. I should have got up earlier. I should have worked out. I should have bought that house 10 years ago. I should have got divorced a lot earlier. I should have been more honest about XYZ. I should have apologized. They should have, I mean, I could keep going. We'd have 20 minutes on all the examples. But what I want to cement and to seed intellectually into any of you listening to this today is a shouldative is a mental additive. It is not a healthy place to come from for yourself or for others, whether it's your child, whether it's a colleague whether it's a, a project or it's a relationship, we have to absolve ourselves from this type of conditioning and replace it with a possibility statement. It could have, I could have, I shall, I will, they will. And first of all, we have to get grounded as to why do we keep putting expectations and validations and requirements on things that are not just about our side of the street? What you can do is you can give something your very best conscious time and effort. What you can do is you can consider all the opportunities and outcomes and take the next right step and allow the best, highest possible good to occur without placing your expectations of perfection, your expectations of love, your expectations of performance upon someone else's plate if you haven't stepped up and done all the work. That you needed to do in the first place. Now, if we took a step back and we looked at how we actually are responsible and show up for ourselves, I think that's a more interesting discussion. And quite frankly, lately, I've also reflected on when we're doing a lot of work around, um, you know, families or partnerships with addictions or narcissism or gaslighting in the workplace and relationships and and how we often, uh, people pleasers and become often very narcissistic because they want to control everything when they turn the tables around and vice versa. When you're lacking something, you're always searching for someone else or something else to fill that gap. So what we need to do inside ourselves is to look at why do we feel lack? Why do we feel that it's not enough? Why do we feel that they're not enough? Or why do you feel that you're not enough? Because it's always enough. And when I talk about this within my senior leadership coaching, I talk about coming from a place of neutrality, of sitting still for a second and grounding yourself and that whatever moment you're springing from it is already enough. And then to choose the next right thing to do from there. So that requires the art of absolute awareness. That requires the art of mastering self before you even project coach, support, direct, lead, anyone else. It's about coming back into your own self and considering, hold on a second, have I actually showed up for myself? Have I actually put in my own paradigms, my own responsibility, and where am I projecting onto others and projecting onto myself to create a loop closure of validation? I know it sounds very, very... um, Intellectual in a way, because we're really talking about neuroscience in order to move ourselves out of stressful thinking, in order to move ourselves out of extreme anxiety. And I know I got a phone call today from Matt. He left a voicemail, one of the amazing, amazing media managers down in Sydney. And he was having huge levels of anxiety, worrying about all the people that he knew and loved in different places across Australia that were going through, you know, times of such great uncertainty. And it was giving him anxiety. So, you know, the requirement for him to be able to have the skills to come back into his own ecosystem, to understand that regardless of what is going on around us, we're never going to be equally peaceful, equally whole, equally calm, equally conscious if we don't press pause and stop thinking about the shouldatives. Yes, maybe you should have called your parents yesterday. Yes, maybe you should have sent your loved one roses. Yes, maybe you should have, they should have, it should have, right? Maybe our governments should have. I mean, there's just, but if we stay in that space, all we're doing is looking at lack. A shouldative is a lack additive mentally. And when you come from a place of lack additives, when you come from a place of it's never enough, I'm never enough, they're never enough, You are manifesting by the law of physics more of that energetic thinking. And it is absolutely crucial, I think now more than ever, that we understand the power of our thoughts, the power of our actions, moreover than the power of our words. That comes third. It's what we think and do first that has the primary ripple effect for the results that we see and experience in our outer world. But that is radical self-awareness. That is radical leadership, radical self-belief, because that is radical ownership. So, you know, one of my clients said to me the other day, I said, well, I don't know. I said, don't recommend me to anyone because you've got to be ready to work with the Nikki. You know, there's no gray areas. We will uncover every single roadblock, every single atomic, systematic, microchip programming that is keeping you from leveling up into becoming the very best version of yourself. But it means that there is no hiding and it is confronting. I mean, I confront myself many times a day on many things because I'm always aware of what's triggering me, how I'm feeling about things and what I go through. But it doesn't mean I'm not enjoying the journey. So we have to put down the baggage of suffering, put down the baggage of pain, blame, shame, and guilt. I talk about this through all the channel. We have to put away the shouldatives. We really need to replace it with a couldative. Well, what could I do next? Okay, Timmy, you didn't clean your room up. You know, we're all in lockdown. Obviously, you're bored. You're 15 years old. You can't go anywhere. What could you do next? Not what you should have done. But it's very, very easy to point fingers at other people. It's very, very easy to point at ourselves from a subconscious, egoic state of it never been enough. And the greatest thing that I've learned in a lot of the quantum work and the modeling that I'm creating and the neuroscience and the ability to blend. The, the quadrants of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual is this innate, incredible cellular liberation when you can find that it's already enough. So you must be aware of your language inside your head around your conversation with self. If you're using, I should have, it should have, they should have, then you're already starting from a place of lack. So what do you do to replace that? You say, what could be the next right thing? You know, I think the other element I really want to talk about is we've all made mistakes. We have all had patterns of behavior that we have learned throughout time, but it's up to this generation and the future generations now to reprogram those constructs of sitting and blame, shame, guilt, fear, and programming that keeps us in a level of lack and worry and concern and anxiety. It doesn't matter what trauma you have gone through. There is a need to take accountability for your healing in that space, to take accountability for the next right best step, to take accountability and responsibility that you do deserve that happiness and abundance. And if the quantum work that I do is anything to go by, you do not have to sit in pain and suffering for seven years to absolve something you've gone through for 27 it is up to the ability to tune into the neuroplasticity on a cellular level to bring up to the surface what has been preventing you from leveling up and being happy. To bring up to the surface the wounds, the conditioning, the behaviors, the shouldatives that have kept you in a false sense of security, and to realize them. And to once you see them, once you identify them, once you bring up that matrix, you can then identify, leave them there, clear them there, and they do not have to consider to be a constant state of cellular destruction mentally and physically in your body, of tiredness, of guilt, uh, of exhaustion from overthinking. I always say to my clients, if you're tired at the end of the week and it's a mental tired, then you've been using the wrong system inside your hard drive. So a way to move from chaos to calm, a way to move out of overwhelm into accountability and awareness is to understand the shouldative language, that a shouldative is a mindful additive. It is a negative thing that places an expectation on an outcome, on a situation, on a validation, on a result. That is not in flow. It is actually a judgment-based statement. And when you can release... And observe without judgment, when you can set goals with intent but not requiring validation from an external source that isn't even relevant to you, when you can liberate yourself from what everyone else should think you're doing to what you could do, can you imagine the freedom, the excellence, the empowerment, the absolute ability to be centered and grounded and know when the next right thing to do is? And that's really what I want to teach you on today's show is just to spark the seed, just to help you understand that there is an alternative to our language and that the language we use determines the results that we will get. That the past pain, the past programming, the past inherited beliefs, we can recognize them, but we don't need to keep blaming, shaming and dining out on them. It is your choice what you want to take forward to the new paradigm. If you've read my book, Fitpreneur, you'll also see a lot of similarities come through in how I talk about life is like a DNA strand. It has these spots that are large, that we have a lot of space to grow and accumulate and we do new things and we gather new ideas and people in our lives and then you get a tight spot, which is like when that DNA strand crosses over and it squeezes out the things that no longer serve us or it puts us in a vice position and then we decide what do we need to take through with us to the next stage. And that's really my question for you. You can either stay stuck and use the past as an anchor. You can use the past as a reason. You can use whatever you have grown up with, whatever you've invested in as your story, as the opportunity to refuse to see that it is about flow, not force. I mean, that is your prerogative, right? What I'm trying to say is there is another way. And the work I'm doing on a quantum level is to simplify neuroscience and neuroplasticity on a cellular level and to show, just like my thought Tinder analogy, that we have to swipe right. We have to say, I recognize that, but I choose this. That does not fit with my values, my ideals, my abundant thinking, and my strength and my sovereign self to be the very best, strongest part of this human puzzle in our planet. We need you to be whole in yourself, to not need to be completed by anything else or anyone else. But when we're all strong in our own facets and can fit together in a global puzzle that is quite remarkable in collaboration and co-creation, then we're onto something. But if we're only doing it from compromise and from overconsideration and from suppression and from operating on what I would call one of a five-cylinder engine, then we're missing the point. So today's episode is I want you to think about when you keep using shouldatives as mental additives. What's going to be your drive for change? To give your kids a better system to grow up in, in a family, in a relationship environment where they're not compromising, but they're co-creating. To actually feel what interdependence means when there's two individuals or a group of individuals that come together and add value, and they're all whole in their own right, and they work things out together, and there's no egos involved in shouldatives because it's a couldative to come from a place of possibility rather than lack, to replace blame, shame, guilt, and fear with curiosity and courage. Those things aren't just osmosis and papers that you just hug a book to yourself and it will all happen. It takes radical self-discipline to retrain your brain. Just like bicep curls in the gym, you're working your left bicep all the time, negative, 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 help. If you work your right bicep, you'll get somewhere different. You've got to flex a new mental muscle in today's landscape, and that's what this is all about. So if you're listening to the show, I would love you to hop onto my website, nikifogdemore.com. Click on the link, Radical Self-Belief, special offer at the moment. We are giving away the most awesome t-shirts, but only for a limited edition time. You must get the link from Booktopia on your purchase confirmation and forward it to media at nikifogdemore.com. You can click that on our website. The, the um, links are also on my Instagram. I'll put it in the show notes um, as well. Radical Self-Belief, my third book. This is the master of getting you. It's full of great quotes, dictionaryisms. It's also full of analogies of models and worksheets and you get a full color workbook. And next month we start Radical Self-Belief, the 12-week coaching course online program to go with it. So it's very exciting. But first and foremost, I hope that today you've taken away A nugget of information that will change your trajectory and how you think, that will reprogram, remaster, realign how amazing that you are. And you have the ability in your cognitive self to make those decisions. You don't need someone else to give you permission, but you must be prepared to want to shift through from the past to the future. And if you want to do that, then I'm the right person for you. If you want to stay stuck, I'm not. No BS, no excuses, no hope projects. We're here to shift a collective from truth to what's next from awakening to doing, you know, from a consideration of where we've come from and a respect to that past to a focus on the future and how it can look in a radical way of opportunity, tenacity, drive, fun, collaboration, and a grounded sense of self. So I hope today has really inspired you. Please check out the other episodes. Ryan Moody's interview last week was amazing. He's actually going to come back on the show for episode 158 because we're talking about men's mental health I love this episode with Ryan. It's short and sweet and powerful and really humble. And I think it's really interesting. And please tune in for that. Also, some other great guests I've had on the show. We've got Lane Beachley, world champion surfer. We've got Jake Edwards, AFL player, talking about his mental health. We've got you know Ben Griffith from Viewpoint Private talking about net wealth manifestation with good values inside that. So many great tips and tools here on Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. And remember, you can like and subscribe on YouTube as well. Just search YouTube, Nikki Fogdemore. I'll put the links on this video here. I would love your support. I would love the likes. I would love the subscriptions. I'd love the comments. I love it all. I really feel like we have a family across the globe, 85 countries now. Uh, I've got to slow down a little bit too, because I know some of you find it hard to understand my funny accent. So, um, For those of you wherever you're watching it in this room, remember you are in the driver's seat. It might not feel like it, but please believe in yourself. And if you're struggling with that, if you're struggling with overwhelm, if you have a veil and you can't see clearly and you are exhausted and you just don't know a way out, I'm here. Please reach out. You can grab the book, Radical Self Belief. It is available now on Booktopia worldwide, pre order at the moment, and it's going to be out there in your hands before you know it. And once you've got this, there's no going back. So, special thanks to James Hunter managing partner of KPMG for doing the Ford for this book and the amazing people that are in the pit stops, Trevor Hendy, Christopher Lockhead, one of the leading American podcasters of this time, uh, as well as our Ramadan from the category design Kings and so many cool people and Yogi Andrea Markham. So, so many great people we've had on the show and also in the pit stops in the book. Remember you got this, you must stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. It is a trifecta I've got your back, I've got the information for you, and I'm absolutely dedicated to showing up to help you get from overwhelm into sustainable success and to really feel the flow while you're doing it. So if you love this, like and subscribe, leave me a comment. And if you want more information, hop on to nikifogdenmore.com. Come join me on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and everywhere else. And until next time, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise, and you are in the driver's seat of life. Well, thank you so much for joining, listening, and engaging in Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. Drop me a like, share, and subscribe to Nikki Fogden-Moore on YouTube, as well as across all the podcast channels and my website. NikkiFogdenMoore.com for Monday Mojo exclusive emails from me each week and don't forget to use the code podcast10 for 10% off any of my books when you shop online at NikkiFogdenMoore.com until next time you stay healthy wealthy and wise and remember you are in the driver's seat of life